hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome back to the Riverdale Register. <laughs> My name is Caitlin. No. No, God. Uh, somebody said that they liked that I had no idea what to do on the podcast, which I think they were just being nice, but um, I appreciated it, so I'll keep it up. But yeah. What an episode, What Caitlin. an episode. I was so wrong about so, so many things. And I was... So right. You know what's so sad? I have all the things I'm wrong about in writing and audio, <laughs> like saved forever. It's a it's a multi hour long uh, uh, <sighs> recording of all the times you've been wrong. It's really no, it is, and all Ew. the times I've been right. And you, I don't feel proud. Yeah, I don't feel proud. I'm not. <laughs> I I'm hate not, that. I'm not pleased with how this turned out. Right. Well, actually, I am pleased ish, ish. I'm pleased that I was correct and it was Dreyfus. But it's right. literally the how that it wasn't like Betty right. and Tabitha slowly unraveled all the clues to find this information. It's that they went back and double checked with two people and they were like, well, actually. Right, right, exactly. Like it was sort of luck that that a lot of it happened yeah. instead of skill. But you know what? And very funny that like Squeaky goes missing at the beginning of the season and like months later someone thinks to be like, how is she? What? She's gone? It's also weird that her mom didn't, like, call Tabitha, though. Like, why wouldn't you be like, my daughter is not home. She was leaving Pops. Right. Like, I haven't heard from her. Like, have you heard from her? It's been six months. Yeah. And it's it's very weird that that didn't happen. But you know what? Or even Whatever. no one thought to call the diner uh, the moment she came back. Or right. she, she or the no. moment she went missing, just be like, hey, where, where'd she go? Right, exactly. Exactly. But you know what? You win some, you lose some squeakies. <laughs> so, yeah, we're losing a lot of people with a lot of silly names, which and is super sad. If she had called mom and been like, you know, your daughter's squeaking, mom was like, what? What do you call my daughter? <laughs> why do people call her that? <laughs> I don't get it. What does that mean? I have no idea why that is a nickname. Or I don't know if it's a reference to something that I don't know. <laughs> I think I think uh, maybe it's like a shorthand of like she's squeaky clean, you know. This Such is a, this a is just a nice young girl. It would be terrible if something happened to her. I guess. I mean, I feel like there's better ways to evoke that than calling her squeaky, but that's fine. That's fine. You know, R.I.P. Squeaky. We lost a lot of people this episode. We kind lost of. one person this episode. We lost Chad this episode. I can't believe you would forget. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Veronica about that. murders Chad in this episode. <laughs> no, Veronica murders Chad and then picks and then up the laughs phone. about it to her father. <laughs> no, but also like in the moment, Smithers is like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And she's like, "He's broken." And then the phone rings and she answers it. Not yet. Unfazed. <laughs> I, I aspire to to care as little as Veronica cares about men, um, but. Wow. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we really are. So this is Riverdale. Have you been, has our audience been asking anything? Yes. Everybody wants to know if you think that Cheryl is a legit witch. Like a Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah. Like like of the same universe or? I mean, nobody's saying Sabrina. By the way, we have Starbucks. That's that's what the drinks are. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it audible? Yeah. Just in case anybody is curious, we go to Starbucks. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh God, they keep making noise all the time. Exactly. I mean, I think that if they cared about us making noise, they wouldn't be listening to our podcast because all we do is chatter, chat, 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 chat all day long. <laughs> but... but 
I yeah, it's not necessarily she, Sabrina. Is she a witch? Um, I guess the question is more: Does she actually have magical powers, or is this like a series of weird coincidences? I wouldn't at this point, specifically because I know that Roberto is kind of upset he didn't get to finish whatever his plan was for Sabrina. Right. I wouldn't put it past them that they would give Cheryl real magic powers in the show. Be like, fine, this is and just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, as like a consolation prize kind of thing. I really have no preference one way or the other. Yeah, I kind of prefer not, personally. Well, now that we've taken a step away from traditional religion, I, I'm kind of more okay with her having real magic powers. When she's like, am I a saint? That bothers me. When right. She's, when she's, I pray to Mother Gaia to the four elements and magic occurs, I'm like, all right, okay. I think I just don't, I tend not to like when magic shows up in the fifth season of something. <laughs> it's not a great sign. Right. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So I I would rather be... The thing I love is when... It's kind of like with the Mothman thing, though I don't know if I like loved, loved, loved how it was handled. Mm-hmm. But I like the Mothman thing where it's like, it's humans being the monsters. And in Cheryl's case, I wouldn't mind if it was like... It's all a coincidence, but isn't life grand? Can I can I ask you a question, yeah. Mothman-wise? Sure. Uh, if... The Mothmen are just truckers. Then what did Pops and everyone Thank you. in the diner yes, see that Yes, that night? was my question too. I was like, we definitely have to go back and explore some other loose threads. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. The Mothmen might not be aliens, but that doesn't mean there aren't aliens. I know. I The thing is, if it was, because Cheryl, not Cheryl Blossom, uh, Nana Blossom, who should be in prison, was, <laughs> was there that night. We're going to get there. Did you all forget she was a demon? She was... She was there that night, so I was like, did she have something to do with it? They could have said that. I think that we might get some threads loosening up uh, next episode, but I don't know. Or maybe in two episodes. Yeah, well, yeah, next episode, Alice has to have a nervous breakdown. Exactly. She has to have a next-to-normal nervous breakdown. It's great. Hey, uh, what's the title of this episode? The title of this episode is Dance of Death, and obviously in the episode that revolves around Hiram and Veronica's weird Oedipus-y vibes... Um, but like, do you want to, wait, are we going to kiss? No. (laughs) Dad, (laughs) God. But this is actually, uh, it's a 1969 film based on 1900, 1900, literally 1900. So like a a long time ago. Um, and the play is basically about, uh, a married couple, one of whom the wife basically tells her husband who she, she's a former actress. She sacrificed, you know, her whole life for this man she tells him after like 25 years together that he that she is miserable the last 25 years were horrible and then uh they plot to basically her and her lover i think plot to destroy this man this husband oh okay it's it's like you know um so like you you could look at it as like this is what it was with chad but it also is weird that yeah they, they verbalize it in relation to her and her father yeah, that is weird. But it fits. <laughs> and there's also obviously a lot of death. Not a lot of dancing. So. <laughs> and that was the real crime. That was, I think. I think. Uh, this episode was written by Devin Turner, who uh, wrote on the Preppy Murder. So he also uh, killed <gasps> Brett. How dare you, Devin? Uh, and wrote on the episode "Witness for the Prosecution," which I don't. Do you remember which one that is? I I remember the title because I love that play. All right, here's the here's the uh, 
the blurb on IMDb. Veronica digs deep for justice. Betty explores her future and complex past. Stonewall Prep celebrates a literary franchise. <laughs> Archie finds himself the unexpected target of the local businesses. I have no idea what <laughs> no that episode. No idea which episode. There could be 25 episodes that are pretty much identical to that lot. Uh, and I was looking into his career because uh, he write, Riverdale is his only writing credit. He's only been on this show as a writer. And this guy uh, was a post coordinator who made the jump from post-production to writing. That's awesome. It's pretty impressive. Devin, good for you. And making dreams come true, this episode was directed by Natalie Bolt. Oh my God, yes. So Penelope herself directed this episode. Uh. I love you. Thank you, Natalie. Serving, serving up directing. She, she gives herself permission to go very ham in this episode, yeah. especially during the breakfast scene. I just love how theatrical she is. I think she's so fun. Penelope is like definitely my favorite of between her and Nana Blossom. Yeah, because Nana Blossom's really bad. <laughs> so, so there are four plot lines in this okay. episode. Yeah. We have uh, this is how you solve the trucker murders. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Varchi is back. Yay. Yay. So <laughs> uh, we have, are we done with the fake religious plot now? Can we get that uh, over with? <laughs> and we have a plot for Tony. Yes, the most important scene happens off screen. I would really love to get rid of the religion plot. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's barrel through Cheryl's real quick. Penelope pulls Kevin aside and calls him dim and impressionable. Which is crazy, because last week I assumed Kevin was totally aware this was fake the entire time. Right, And was just messing around with Cheryl. And this week, uh, Penelope's telling him, hey, I think this might be a cult you're getting into right now. Remember the time you were in a cult before? They actually don't really say that explicitly, which is She says almost cult-like when she's like talking about how Cheryl has changed her religion. But not like, hey, Kevin, like the farm, remember the organs? (laughs) Right, right. No? Okay. Uh, yeah, so this week, Kevin is. she convinces Kevin to be very worried about where this religion is going. Fair. For the first time. He's like, yeah. I thought this was just like praying to Jason and musical theater. Right, literally. Okay, Kevin, you're so lost. <laughs> Please leave this town. I feel terrible for you. So like, this is getting a little bit weird. I have to go back to the gay boys in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's the most safe thing I can do in this whole town. So Kevin asks Cheryl at school the next day who they're praying to. And Cheryl admits she doesn't even really know. Yeah. She says Jason is a conduit to something. Sure. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, she needs some time to make up an answer. Maybe do a juice cleanse at the same time. Yeah, I thought this was weird. Like, why are you not eating, Cheryl? Yeah. Okay. And is that supposed to imply something? I have no idea. Like, she's weak at the dinner table. Sorry, the breakfast table. Uh, they have this insane spread at the breakfast table. That is so funny. It's like so much bread and egg and meat and fruit and amazing. And Penelope is going in and Cheryl's just like, no, I'm just having my lemon juice. Oh my God. You know, my parents went on that diet. Yeah. So it's, uh, she says she's drinking like lemon juice, maple syrup and cayenne pepper. And for my, my parents for 10 days only drank that once. Really? Yes. It was before a vacation. How did they do? Wow. Oh, were they just trying to look good for the vacation? Yeah. No, it wasn't like to find out what God they were praying to. <laughs> it was it was just for a vacation. It's called the Master Cleanse. It's extremely terrible for you because you are starving yourself. Yeah. Uh, when I was a lifeguard, one of my coworkers was like doing that. So fucking stupid. And she just it was just like sucking down this stuff all day long. It's literally, it just makes you like poop your pants. Not that that happened to my parents. 
<laughs> who don't listen to this anyway, but they really should no, don't do this. Don't listen to Cheryl, period. So Cheryl like nearly falls against the table going off to paint. Also, they like don't reveal Kevin is actually in the room until a so, wide shot. It's yeah. like, Kevin, wait, you came over for breakfast? Aw. I really he got where, to eat. Where does he sleep anymore? I think he has a house. He was living with uh, I don't know if he has Bangs a house. And Tony. Right. And his dad just like appears sometimes now. I think he lives with his dad. <laughs> he lives in the woods. He lives in the gay woods. He's got a he's got a tree house. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Next time Jughead goes down to the bunker, Kevin's like, oh geez, sorry. I thought I had it tonight. Right, right. <laughs> so Cheryl shows Kevin a painting of herself as an angel flying with a bird over a burning sailboat <laughs> on the water just out past shore. She says, this is what we're praying to. And Kevin's like, the painting? Uh, yeah. No, not the painting. <laughs> the whole world, all of it. Yeah, the four elements. Sure, good for her. <laughs> like, you know, she's, She's girl bossing the heck out of this. She's like, listen, I got to synergize my two things. I yeah. paint and I run a religion. <laughs> right. And so the religion's going to be built around the painting and that's just how we're going to do it. It seems great. Did she have another interest at any point? Was there like a uh, third thing? She, wasn't she a cheerleader? Leading the cheerleading squad. Right. Remember, she got very mad and she came back to the school to lead the cheerleading squad. And then we never found out if they like won their championship or went to right. regionals or whatever. Right. That feels like a more sane. <laughs> she was like, I'm plot. done with this now. I'm painting. Right. We're painting and we're doing religion. Okay. So doesn't feel like a natural jump. Doesn't it, it's interesting how Cheryl never seems to finish what she starts. Yeah. She always just like bounces off for the next thing. For a little bit her interest was gang leader. Remember right. that? <laughs> yeah, she put on that cool red jacket. Yeah, yeah. But then she started her own gang poison. for her girlfriend, who then she didn't control. Her interest for a while was then just controlling her girlfriend. Right, which was by bad. murdering all of her friends. Yeah, that was bad. That was not great. Well, at least she has vaguely healthier choices now. I guess she could she could be a painter or she could be a cult um, leader. She's 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 working. Uh, Men in their 20s to the bone at 12-hour shifts in the mines these days. Don't forget that, Girl boss, gaslight, gatekeep. Okay? <laughs> Look. Once again. She, she's really... It's, it's her and Veronica, really. It's a competition to see who, who is better at this. What a weird plot. <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin washes his hands of this. He's out. Yeah, Good, good job. He's like, I'm going to go try to find another storyline. Maybe out of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they solving a murder? That sounds nice. <laughs> Can I be a part of... Oh, I missed it. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, so, back to options. We got solving the Mothman, Varchi, or Tony? Uh, Archie. Okay. Actually, let's, just, let's get through Tony because that's quick. And that one dovetails into the Varchi stuff. Cool. So, Britta. You remember Britta? I do. I love Britta. Football Britta meets with Tony in her office. Tony's Tony's back up uh, on the yeah, watch. She's she, more episodes. She has, like, a, a real job, unlike most of these people. Yeah. So, and one job. She's got one job that she's capable of doing. Exactly. Uh, she has Britta. several jobs. She's also, like, she runs a trucking company. I forgot about right, that. Right, right. She, she and does the white manage, manage a gang of truckers and own... A uh, bar underneath a diner. God, Tony, I thought you only had one job. <laughs> it's weird that the diner and the bar are like separate. 
Right. People would be like going down to the bar, be like, can I just keep it on my tab from the diner? And be like, no. actually, they're separate businesses. We don't share any of the profits. It's so weird also to think like, can you get in another way to the basement bar? Do you have to go through plus, plus, they knew they were going to lose Tony for like multiple episodes. Yeah. So like, if you made Tabitha the owner of the bar also, then Convenient. you could just have two sides of her character and have her going upstairs and downstairs doing management stuff. You live and you learn, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, Britta got into a fight because she was bullied uh, with homophobic slurs that she also tells Tony, I I might also be. Oh, little baby. I love Britta. And Tony promises her guidance and support, especially in telling her parents. Britta's like, would you come with me to tell my parents? Tony says, yes. I think that would be a very uh, impactful and dramatic scene that the audience would really like to see as well. And the editors turn to the writer <laughs> and they say, are you sure you don't want to actually include a scene of them talking to the parents? Because we have those actors cast. They were in an episode in the diner earlier and the writer said, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. Cut uh, to after. You know what I don't like about the after scene mostly though? The foot rubbing. The foot rubbing. I don't like that. It's funny because they, they go from it. him rubbing her foot to her cradling yes. his injury. Yes. Yeah. I feel like somebody thought that was very clever. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, ah. We cut later to Tony and Fang is together and Tony's like, yeah, so this crazy scene <laughs> happened earlier. No, you don't get to see it. But Britta came out to her parents and it didn't go so hot. But Fang's is so great. He's like, yes, I am bisexual. <laughs> and I love that. That is weird that that was his exact line, though. It's like, Britta came out to her parents and didn't go well. It's like, yes, I am bisexual. (laughs) No, but I loved it. I was like, oh, cool. Somebody pointed out that was, like, the first time they ever used that word on, like, Riverdale. So I Yeah, Fangs' sexuality was always kept kind of vague. Yeah. uh, Because he was with, uh, uh, what was his name? Midge. And then he was with Kevin. Well, I think the reason why it was confusing was because it seemed like Midge told Kevin... Fangs is gay. That's right. And That's why we thought he was gay. Because Midge was covering for some. She's like, oh, he's gay. He's gay. Nothing to look for there. Right. And then I was like, oh, she's lying. So people don't know she's hooking up with Fangs. But then it turns out Fangs was also yeah. into Kevin, Midge as had, she said. Midge had a whole life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Midge had a whole mm. life. <laughs> Who were you, Midge? <laughs> we'll never know. What happened to Moose, though? We just saw Moose like three episodes ago. But He's... where is he now? <laughs> Out on the road somewhere. Okay, so I guess they're not like in a serious relationship. I, it's really unclear. I guess he, he had to go back out in the woods to grow his hair out longer right, exactly. and be one right with nature. Yes, I'll be back. Next time we see him, he will be an actual moose, like the oh animal. Oh my god, that would be terrifying. Bangs will be like, no, what happened? What happened? The curse, it came true. <laughs> Such a weird choice, but I love it. Yeah, I hope they do that. Britta will probably be fine, though, is what they say. Yeah. And then after that, in the uh, <laughs> in the Betty uh, in the Betty Jughead plot, Britta actually gets kidnapped by the murder family. She'll be fine. Her. But uh, that's all separate. Uh, later, Fangs. Uh, <laughs> Tony is caring for Fangs's foot, which should be way more fucked up because he got yes. caught in a bear trap. Also, his foot didn't get caught in the bear trap. His his ankle got chopped, bitten into by a rusty metal bear trap, and they're at the apartment later that night. And be like, "Ooh, let's put some ice on that." There right, you go, buddy. exactly. So <laughs> antiseptic. You definitely would lose a foot. I think you would lose that foot. That yeah. foot is gone. Yeah, 
they're very intent on uh, being good parents for their child uh, without Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so, so Kevin's just not going to be this. They weren't even like, hey, we have to go invade this uh, this junkyard. Yeah. Kevin, can you watch our son? Right, Like, but is Kevin the, the dad? I, this is my thing. That Who's the father? No, Fangs is probably the father. Fangs is the biological dad. And then they were just like, we'll just cut Kevin out. And I guess that's fine. I guess you can do it. Someone was like, I guess Kevin as a dad isn't working. He needs to be... Um, <laughs> uh, looking through notes. A cult leader's assistant? Yeah, singing with Cheryl. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So so no baby for Kevin. No baby for Kevin. <laughs> no, not for you. Oh. You have to overcome your addiction to cruising in the woods. <laughs> Oh, Kevin, you can cruise if you want to. You can leave your woes behind. And your boyfriend and... And friend? Uh, 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 co-parent. Yeah, he's busy. He's, yeah, being in better plots. So, where do we go now? Varchi? Uh, yeah, Varchi or, 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 or Bughead. Varchi. Let's do Varchi. This is the episode that rejuvenates all the old couples you missed so much i don't know about that though you think i don't think it's really rejuvenating bughead did you see betty's smile when tabitha was like you two work together to solve the crime well to be fair she loves solving crimes <laughs> she, it's fine she is addicted to solve yeah, to catching serial that's her killers favorite thing maybe that's what the whole bucket relationship was about it wasn't even him it was just the serial killer stuff I mean, wouldn't that make well more then sense? why didn't she like glenn <laughs> That's true. Yeah, she didn't like Glenn. She really didn't like Glenn. No, no. She was... I mean, most of the season, it's just been how much can Betty play off I hate everyone. Right, right. <laughs> Except for, I like Archie, but only when we're having sex and not for anything yeah, else. And Even I, though he'd probably be really useful for all this stuff. Yeah, she doesn't really want to talk about our, talk to Archie. She's the... She doesn't want to admit it. No, no. Anyway. Archie uh, tells Cheryl how much he supports the IATSE strike when he complains to her about the 12-hour mining shifts she has them working. And also, those grips and those <laughs> script coordinators, I bet they feel very similarly. Listen, listen, a, a post-producer should be able to admit that the work won't be as good after 12 hours. What are you paying so much for at that point? Archie, you're in a mine. What are you doing? Uh, to anyone in the audience who doesn't know... In Hollywood, there's currently uh, negotiations between one of the major unions for everyone who works on set and uh, editors uh, and producers uh, that is not going very well, and the union is, is threatening to strike, and they are probably right to. Yeah. I mean, they've authorized to strike, um, so we'll see if it comes to that. Hopefully, it won't have to. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's, it's a negotiation tactic right now at this stage. They're, they want the producers to know how serious they are. I will say that, you know, a couple of years ago, there was a similar thing happening where the WGA authorized a strike, but didn't strike. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was really scared because the first writer's strike really decimated some businesses. Exactly. And it made Friday Night Lights really bad. Hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Season two of Heroes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the same thing doesn't happen, Um, but more, more hopefully, hopefully everybody, uh, who's fighting to be treated better actually gets yeah, what they're they asking want. for shorter work days and for better residuals from streaming service shows because 
uh, stuff like Netflix and Hulu are still going around calling themselves new media and untamed Wild West that you can't figure out how to, how to do those kinds of deals for as opposed to network and broadcast TV. Is that for the IOTC strike, though? Or it's part it... of it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, and you know those tech giants really don't want to yeah. have to pay that kind of money. That, no, it's a, it's a whole thing. But mostly it's like, you know, give people lunch breaks and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, every time we have to hold guys in longer until lunch break, that costs a lot of money, too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Just saying. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl uses some product placement for Chime to pay him. I don't know where this money came from because I thought she was broke. Yeah. What is Chime? Chime is a... It's, it's Do like, you know It's it? Venmo. Then why aren't we using Venmo, Cheryl? Because... Chime is the app that paid for the product placement. It's a oh, real app. Oh, it's a real app. Yeah, you can find it on like basketball uniforms and stuff too. They're like, oh. they're like, look at us. Uh, don't use Venmo. Don't use Cash App. Use Chime. Should we get into the don't Chime use game? Zelle. Zelle is good. Zelle is good for paying people who have Chase, I think, right? Uh, it connects to my Bank of America. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can pay you through Zelle. Why, why would you be paying me? I don't know. Like, if we go to dinner? <laughs> like, at some point? I'm not paying you for, like, friendship anymore. You're actually, by the way, I have to remind you, uh, your next payment is right. due after this episode. Right, of course. It's a quarterly payment system. <laughs> Divorce proceedings between Chad and Veronica have been, come, have become bitter. Yes, they have become bitter. Basically, uh, Chad who feels like he invested a lot into this <laughs> and is now getting chewed out by her at every moment. Emotionally. Is, is, is trying to get his revenge by taking as much as possible, including the Pembroke, probably in, in an attempt to make her not want to do the negotiations at all so he can just talk to her. Aww. The love of God. Uh, and she, uh, she venomously uh, tells him he can have whatever he wants because, quote, all I want, all I need is Archie. She is really mean here. And I know that... Chad, I guess, sucks, but I'm not sure why. Yeah, the, there's like... It feels, especially in this episode, that there was a view behind the scenes where we would all, in the audience, be in agreement that Chad's a laughingstock. And, yeah. and, and, and And think it was funny how everything turns out for him at this point. Like, he's pathetic or ineffectual. And It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They weird. didn't really uh, accomplish that. Am I missing something? Like, is there a part of Chad? Like, did Chad do something super bad at some point? I mean, he does well, some bad shit it's, now. It's but a like... strange thing, right? Because if they wanted us to think he crashed the helicopter on purpose to injure her right. or himself, did they... why did... didn't they just tell us he actually did that instead of just having Veronica be suspicious he might have done that? Because I definitely think that... It's supposed to be that he did that, but I don't think we've ever confirmed no, that he nothing... did that. Nothing is confirmed, and if they wanted us to think he was this pathetic, why not have him be more pathetic? Right. Well, he gets pretty pathetic in this episode. Very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Chad, like, mm. I'm sure there's a nice girl who wears pearls somewhere else on Wall Street. <laughs> you know? You can find her. Should we Should we talk about his pink suit jacket? He wears a it's pink nice. suit jacket to see Hiram that just stands out. I think that he dresses very nicely. He's like, he went to the he went to the divorce proceedings that morning thinking, you're going to miss this. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. These fashion looks don't come easy. Oh, yeah. Flannel boy is never going to give you, give you this. And you know, he is right. 
He no. never will. Can you imagine Archie in that same suit jacket? There was a time where he went to the Blossoms and he wore like a very ridiculous outfit. He wore like a red suit, right? Yeah, I thought it was silly. Eh, I don't know. It season was, one was good. Yeah, season one was good. Ugh. Hiram instructs Chad to murder Archie if he wants Veronica back. It's not that hard to kill someone. Can I just point this out? <laughs> if you truly don't care about the consequences and you really want somebody dead, in a universe like Riverdale, you can just do it. So why is it so hard for everyone? <laughs> like, like there's no way it can be this hard. Like, Hiram, I swear. The thing is, what Hiram is forgetting here is that if he ever simply texts Archie and asks to meet, Archie will show up to the meeting. <laughs> right, exactly. Unprotected in any way. So. He could have just invited Archie into his office. Archie been like, what do you want, Mr. Lodge? And he could have shot him in the chest that morning. <laughs> and it's like, I just can't. We'll, we'll get there later when Veronica's like, I guess I don't have to worry about you. Uncuts your chains. Go be free. <laughs> You're clearly no threat to me anymore because you tried and failed to kill Archie once. People can try things a second time. <laughs> that solves that. But if you ever do it again, that time there will be consequences. I don't understand. Chad tries and fails to shoot Archie, who then Captain America throws a trash can lid into Chad's nose. <laughs> it looks like it hurts really badly. I kind of wonder if it did. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty impressed on KJ's. Part. Yeah, he does like a little. He does like a little dodge roll behind yeah. the dumpster and then comes out and. Where is his Marvel movie? <laughs> I think. Listen, I can think the kids got action shots. I do too. I agree. Yeah, you. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when Taylor Lautner? Did that movie where... Abducted? Yes, of course. <laughs> abduction. Yeah, abduction. It's abduction. Yes. Uh, where everyone was like, this kid, he's going to be the next action yeah. star. And then it just, nothing no. ever happened there. I, that's what I worry about KJ. Is like, he's going to do that and then he's going to, like, whatever Taylor Lautner is doing now. I feel like he's going to be in, a, like, a lot of, like, um, like, inspirational movies, KJ. Oh. That's, like, my trajectory for him. I have the prediction that um, Camille is going to do like a lot of Christmas movies. Camille? She actually hasn't done any yet, I don't think. Yeah, she should. I think I think that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be something for her. That'd be cool. Katrina Law on, on Nickus does, oh, does yeah. those all the time. A lot of like actors, I've like listened to a lot of interviews with people, and they say that that is like the best job ever. Yeah, well, apparently it's like great and like super respectful to the, to the female leads and stuff. Yeah, too. and it also like it pays well, but it's like... It's chill. It's like it's not a long filming schedule. Like it's not like you're making as much as you'd make on like you know a Marvel movie or anything. Mm -hmm. But like you have your time with your family, and then you can do like Instagram spawn con and all that stuff. And it's like you're still like like people love you because millions of people watch those movies. But you're not like you know you can still go out in public. I think that's a nice career. <laughs> that's all. I think it's great. Yeah. 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 I want to do I want to do one of those movies about a picturesque small town. That gets two competing movies descending on it at the same time. That's actually very there. funny. That's cute. That's cute. And then is it about like the producers? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The producers fall in love with the town and then each other. Oh, that's actually really good. And then does it get really meta? Because then it pulls out and you reveal it. You, it's it's like a Midsummer Night's Dream where the act, the, the two romantic leads from each individual movie are getting intertwined with each other yeah. and it's turning into a whole mess. A mess. What a mess. I love it. It's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Where were we? Riverdale. Veronica tells Chad at the next divorce meeting that now she's taking everything. 
Okay. And, and she has the gun that he dropped with his prints on it. He should be in prison then. That, he tried to kill someone. Right. Veronica, just, Put just him in do prison. it. Like, just do it. Why are you <laughs> why don't you ever do it? You know, your your whole family, you're like and I might have something bad happen to you if you ever do it again. <laughs> What's he gonna? Why would you wait? You gotta, yeah, no one thinks you're gonna do it. Right. She Wolf of Wall Street. I, oh man, Veronica. And then, and then Chad goes back to Hiram, who also shits on him. Yes, fair. He tells him to get out of my sight. You disgust me. And at that point, I understand why Chad's <laughs> taken to the brink of. Uh, I think I want to pull a gun on my wife. Oh, God. I mean, look, don't kill your wife. Don't. Hey. Don't. You. Don't. Hey, listen to me. I just want to say, this is all in good fun. We're not encouraging Don't violence. murder your wife. Or your father. Or your father. Or really anyone. Don't blow up any mine shafts on people. Yeah. Don't do it. I, I just don't understand how Veronica can kill someone, even though they were trying to kill her. I'm not saying it was wrong to do this. Self-defense, not saying it's a bad thing. You know, she had to protect herself, but... Legally, <laughs> legally, she's probably okay. Yes, but like, also, I wouldn't be like, so okay. Like, I wouldn't be so confident that I was in the right and legally it would all be That you could like strut around just talking about it the next day. Yeah, like, did she have to talk to anybody? Like, was there a police officer involved in this situation? Like, did they show up and be like, we need some answers. Right. She literally kills him, picks up the phone. Like... So many thoughts. So many thoughts. Veronica goes to Archie's as he's about to leave for work in the morning. Oh, and man. stops him right there to tell him that she's divorced and that they can be together. Well, she's... And I really wanted him dead. to go... I really wanted him to say, listen, I actually have to go to work right now. I do not have time for this this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. But instead he smiles and they immediately have sex. It's a nice scene. Sure. It's filmed well. Uh, you know, you, all I could think... Was how much I wish it had been uh, too late. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. if like during the time that Veronica spent working to get out of her debt to get with Archie, if he had been, he had gotten together <gasps> with someone else yeah, in that time. Why doesn't he ever have any other love interests? It's just these two girls. Yeah. Like literally. Uh, Josie. Josie. He made out with Riley Keough once. And well, then. Yeah, that one time. He did have, he had Val and he had Josie. There's, there are no other adult women in this town now. No, it's a little weird. But, like, why couldn't it have been, like, anyone? I get it. I get, okay, it's not Betty. Whatever, right? Fine. Sure. She's busy. Aggre- aggressively so. They're yeah. Like, Stop asking for it. You'll never have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's not, it can't be Betty. Fine. But, like, couldn't it have been, like, Tabitha's friend from college? Right. You right. know? Uh, like, Jess strolls through town yes. and hooks up with Archie or something. She's like, I love hooking up with Jughead's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> this is my favorite. My favorite. <laughs> My favorite thing. <laughs> right. And to have Veronica go through all of this stuff that, I mean, admittedly, I didn't love. But right. for, the, but for to cross the finish line and be like, I'm sorry, you actually don't even get to have this. Like she opens the door. You've, and, you've, yeah. you've ripped out every man from your life. And oh. the one person you've been hurtling towards isn't available anymore. It would be great if she opened the door and she's like, I'm divorced. And he's like, Jess is here. And she's in a towel. And it's like <gasps> that yeah. famous scene like in Veronica Mars, like right with Charisma Carpenter, season two. You know, she comes back for Logan. She opens the door and she's like, I love you too, basically. And then Chris, and then he's like, last night it was like a blur. And then Charisma Carpenter is there. And it's uh, like, oh, God. We just rewatched Veronica Mars. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a great show. Perfect show, actually. Logan. I love Logan. I have a question. Logan's great, right? Yeah, Logan's pretty good. Yeah, Ian doesn't think Logan's How great. How far into Veronica Mars are you? We finished it. We don't watch season four, but mm. yeah. I can't watch season four. Why? Do you know anything about it? Yeah. I've okay. watched season four. Oh, you've seen season four. I okay. can't watch it again. I should have clarified. I'm kind of... I hope it gets a season five. I would really like it to exist in this new format. No. But I don't think it's going to happen. No. People really didn't respond well to that. No. Uh, I thought it was... I mean, I was pretty into it. Well, okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. So I can talk to John about this freely, but... Uh, <laughs> Please, if you... Listen, everyone... Every, I feel like everyone who would have watched a fourth season of Veronica has Mars... Has watched it. Watched it. Yeah. Uh, and everyone who hasn't... Or would only need more information to convince them to. Right. So, okay. So, Logan's death in the finale. Yes. Um, Patton Oswalt kills Logan. Fucking God. <laughs> dude, why would he do that? Like, it, it upset me more than any death on any TV show I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. Really? Ever. Ever. It is the worst one. I think about it and I get mad. I think it is... There's nothing... There's no feeling as bad in a TV show that I've had except for the Veronica Mars one. So, but is that in a way where you reject the choice to have it happen at all? Yes, I reject it. Oh. I reject it entirely. Mm. Terrible. It's a terrible decision. Because that hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm into it, I thought. It, it was very effective the, that it hit that hard. And that uh, that will be a lot to drive a hard-boiled detective narrative moving forward. When they don't get a season five. When they don't get a season five. But they had to do something kind of drastic to kind of blow up the formula to get, I think, themselves re-interested in doing more. Yeah, because I think think Neptune was played out uh, as a location. I kind of could have... This is how I... Especially with adults, not teenagers. Yes, I agree. I, I, this is what I would have done. And again, I'm not trying to ruin Rob Thomas's fun. Mm-hmm. But the, what I would have done was had Logan leave her because of who she became. Mm. And then I would have had her dad die. Mm. Because I was actually talking to Beth about this a long time ago. And how she's like, well, that's like the core of the show. And I'm like, I think that's why you blow it up. Because Veronica's never... Oh, they did that, did that in season two. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like imagine if it was like you had that situation where you almost had like a parallel to the season two finale where you're like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's always fine. This time he's not. Because it is kind of a parallel I, in a way. You know the, what? I do I do get that because the, the point of the Logan death is to sever her connection to Neptune. Yeah. And her father might even be a more effective way to do that. I was really surprised that they didn't... Because they, they teased I don't. It. The thing is, Logan, in season four especially, I don't think there's anything she could have done that would have made him want to leave her. He was... Yeah. Like, like he was so complete in right. his journey that the only place left to take him... Was death. Was death's door. Yeah. I think that it would have been good if he was like, I'm perfect, I'm per- perfect, whatever. Like... Like, even if it was, like, you're so, like, she was, like, I'm still fucked up and you're not, and yeah. that's a problem for me, which is kind of, like, th- what was happening. There, there could have been a case of, like, her backslide results in his own backslide, and yeah. maybe, like, they put him into rehab, and she's, like, I have to stay away from him for his own good kind of thing. Yeah. I just think there was a lot of ways. But I don't, I, I think death <sighs> is the most shocking way to do it, the most effective 
way to close that door forever and, <laughs> and, and neglect your character of closure that will give them a lot more a lot more uh, flaws to deal with in the future. I just it's don't think... long-form storytelling. I just don't think she that... She hasn't had that yet. She hasn't had a loss like that yet. But she's had a lot of losses. Well, mm. yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could have been in a coma. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, to put him on ice for a bit. And then he just wakes up later. But then he forgets who she is. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he's a zombie also. <laughs> I think we're in a different show now. But anyways, but I interviewed uh, Jason Daring on the phone, but they had only given us like four episodes at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him all these questions. And he's like, yeah, like answering in, like being played and stuff. And he's like, how far did you get? How far? How many episodes did they give you? Because I was asking him questions that like clearly like. And then you'll marry her. And yeah. then you'll have kids <laughs> together and yes. grow old together. Right. He's like, uh-huh. And you could just tell he was probably like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> this girl does not know. She's really into. I was like, Logan's my favorite character. That sounds like a really funny, like, do you think how many actors on press day when the, when the, when the reporters go away, they're like. Shit, they're gonna hate this. Oh they're yeah, not ready yeah. For this. They're not. They. I think they knew. I think they knew. By the way, Riverdale. Riverdale. Where were we? Great question. <sighs> da, da, da. Oh right, Archie and Veronica having sex. Uh, <laughs> right, right. That's how we got here. Hiram. Hiram just loves watching countdowns to explosions. It's one of his <laughs> yes, it's one of his favorite activities. Pours a pours a glass of whiskey. Swirls that around. His family Kaboom. is terrible. Turns out he laid explosives in the mines. When? How? How expertly? Who Who cares? Who could have predicted that also? Uh, Archie and the crew, Archie the trauma boys and the rest of the crew are all inside. Uh, And everyone gets out except for Archie who has to go back for Eric. But he's too busy murdering people. Right, right. He's like stabbing someone. (laughs) Oh, Archie throws the body away. This rocks fell on him. That's crazy. crazy. Cheryl answers the phone. We don't hear us on the other side, but she she answers it with quote, "What is it, you Philistine? I'm working on my twelve commandments." She's great, great leader. He goes, "What's that? Archie fell down a well." <laughs> yeah, like last. <laughing. laughs> she tells Veronica, "Just like why not just have the shot of Veronica getting the call? Right? Why? Why is Cheryl the middleman yeah, here?" Yeah. Veronica will pay for whatever is needed to free Archie and Eric. Obviously. Of course. And she has all this money now from her divorce. Who could have done such a thing? They ask. <laughs> yeah. Archie finds Eric, who got some rocks on him, dusts him off a little bit. Aww. Archie will be working alone on this end of things. God, this would be such a terrible situation to be in. I would hate this so much. I, all I can think during this story is that I think, personally, the last few Archie stories could have been streamlined together into one thing. Yes, I agree. So if Archie were like learning about the general's promotion or whatever, and then starts working in the mines for Cheryl, then gets caved in, then the gas starts making him hallucinate all the, all of his dead guys. Oh, yeah, yeah You yeah. could spend a whole episode where, like, we've already established that the place gives him PTSD. Right. Uh, and he could have conversations with all these guys where he, like, reflects on his demons or whatever. Then they work together to help him clear the exit and, oh. like, get out at the end. And then he feels empowered enough to go and talk, do the court martial. Or also, the tribunal or whatever. Also, it's like a metaphor. Yeah. 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 Getting out uh, of your trauma. This Great. is yeah. This is a little weird and janky. Hiram celebrates his victory, 
prematurely as always. Yeah, he was just like, well, I mean, they hit zero, so yeah. I won. <laughs> uh, when Veronica knocks him out from behind, and he comes to, he's bound in his chair. Veronica's, Veronica tells him that she just remembered that time Gina Torres uh, told her that their storyline could only end with one of them dying. It's like the same energy as, you were those people from Thanksgiving seven years ago. <laughs> like, Dad, do you remember the most traumatic thing you ever did to me? He's like, trying to murder your boyfriend? <laughs> no, not that. Trying to murder your mom? No, not that. All right, I don't know what it is. It was my quinceanera when I overheard you say you wish you had a son. That's the, that's that's the trauma? It? This is what this has all been that's about? That's what you've been holding on to this whole time? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Because also this whole, she has been obsessed with her dad forever. And it's all because she overheard him drunkenly say on her birthday that like. In a room, in a room that she wasn't in with a bunch of guys. Right. Right. What if he was quoting someone else? Veronica? (laughs) Can you believe that Jimmy over here said this? I wish I didn't have, I wish my son, my my daughter were a son. (laughs) She comes in. I love those moments in TV shows where then, like in Shrek, where What am I supposed to say? I hate her. I wish we were never together. I don't like your face, your friends, or your mother. And then they leave and then it's like, I could never say that because it wouldn't be true. I love her all all the way. Exactly. Exactly. Could have been that, Veronica. Your dad could have been a great guy. You didn't have to go through this dance of death after all. Veronica makes a promise to him. If Archie dies, he dies. It's a cool moment. It's a cool music cue. And at no point did I believe any of it. There's absolutely no way Veronica would ever hurt her dad. Can you imagine if they really did it, though? Like, I... You could have shot your dad and just been like, that's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, I will call get you to the hospital if Archie lives. That's smart. Yeah, that's a good... That, that would have been fun. Or she could have just killed him and he could have ended up in a coma. <laughs> you know? And then wake up and not remember anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think that she needs to actually do it. Like, be effectual, Veronica. <laughs> I want her to just tell her... It's not, why do you think you're so important to me? It's, that's a painting of your mother, not you. Yeah. You just looked identical to so each other. So similar to her. You have no idea. It's crazy. Cheryl prays. Well, she everyone does. else actually puts the work into saving Archie. Right. right. People, or, people go, do you want to help move some rocks? She goes, no, I'm, I'm praying. Busy. I'm, right here. I'm doing a lot yeah. of work with the four elements. Inside, Archie imagines bingo. We had to go with that name. He's <laughs> like, oh, bingo, you're there, here. <laughs> there are other dog names that are more like human names. Right. You know, like Jack the dog. Jack wasn't a dog. Jack was a person. It works the same. <laughs> bingo. You know? <laughs> bingo, is that you? Okay, I have a name. I did not like that you called me that, actually. <laughs> yeah. He tells Archie that he needs a kick in the ass. Uh, Jason's ghost elsewhere and the elsewhere in the room is like, wait, this guy can talk? <laughs> what? <laughs> he reminds Archie how strong he is by reminding him of all the push-ups and pull-ups he did during basic training. <laughs> you're physically very strong. <laughs> Mentally, you're quite weak, but physically so strong. Uh, and then all the other ghosts show up to help pull everything out. It's, like, it, it's okay, because you did the military tribunal. We're all here to help you now. Right. It all happened off screen. <clears throat> Cheryl... <clears throat> you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just alerted to Cheryl's religion. Yeah. She prays to the four elements. Uh, fire rises. 
I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like you just get a uh, Uncle Frank in the back room, be like, "What the hell's going on? The fire's going, the wind's blowing." <laughs> Uncle Frank has actually become very fun. Suddenly, Archie, uh, when she prays to Earth, the the entrance thing opens, and Archie comes out with Eric, and Cheryl's like, "I did it. It's because of my prayers." No, Cheryl, it's not. It's Is clearly it? because of ghosts. Get it together. But did yeah, that's a lot of supernatural <laughs> stuff happening at once. Weird, huh? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. Chad comes into the Brett Pembroke. <clears throat> wow. Do you have a dog? I do have a dog. Is that what's messing me up? I think so. Mm-hmm. Chad comes into the Pembroke with a slightly better gun to kill Veronica. <laughs> she uses her not Alexa named Pippi. I love it. I want a Pippi. I want a Pippi. Control the lights and blast opera. Then she gets the jump on Chad and shoots him in the chest twice. He's gone. He's dead. Yeah. He's very dead. I don't hate this. I I, I I don't hate that Veronica murdered a person I, because I've, I'm interested in if it, what it will do to her. I'm worried it will do nothing to her and she'll be like, I just girl bossed my way to victory yet again. Yeah, I don't think she's... But yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a potential that this could be the start of Evil Veronica, which is something I've been uh, I would love, talking about for a long time. I would love Evil Veronica. I already think Veronica is evil, though, so I think that's half of it. Yeah. She uh, she just thinks she's the good guy. Right. Yeah, she's just... Her own resolve for everything she wants is unwavering yeah. and, and unbendable, but not in a way where she's, like, aware of it herself. Yeah. And I would love for her to become self-aware. Oh, man. Tall order. Yeah. Tall, tall, yeah. tall order. Right. And she's like, no, because feminism. <laughs> right. So Veronica returns to Hiram and frees him because Archie did not die. This is insane. And she uh, jokes about murdering her husband (laughs) Uh, and threatens Hiram with the same. You know that he could literally just kill you. Like, I don't understand why she, like, like, if he wants to, he will. Though I guess he didn't. No, because she's a girl. He couldn't. It just, like, he can still kill Archie. He's still around. There are other bombs. Even after this... If he called Archie to come into yeah, the office for a meeting, Archie would be like, what do you want, Mr. Lodge? And then he could shoot him in the chest. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, honestly, nobody's trying very hard. I think that's the problem. No, no. Well, that's because there's one cop in the entire town. Right. And no he's not doing much. No one's trying that hard, though. And I, I think that's weird. And uh, Veronica and Archie bathe together, and she's, like, talking about how much she loves him. But I just couldn't stop looking at KJ's face, because he looks incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> He's like, I was in a mine, and now, this, I mean, this tub is so hot, and you're very heavy right now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I love you. I love you. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he just wants to take a, like, nice, relaxing Yeah, I so. actually needed an ice bath. <laughs> this is not what, my, what, not what I need right now. Oh, I always wonder how they film those scenes. Like, are they just in, like, hot water? It probably gets cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It probably gets pretty lukewarm yeah. after a while. It's not fun. And then Hiram burns a picture of Veronica and Hermione, and, hey, I have that ashtray at home. Oh. It's, like, green, but... I think it's pretty yeah. standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just went out to the Ikea and got an yeah. ashtray. <laughs> Hiram shops at Ikea. Now everybody knows that. that you don't notice the distinctly uh, Swedish style that he always <laughs> performs to? It's actually Fikea. <laughs> In, uh, in the Archie world. In the Archie first. world, yeah. Mm. Well, we gotta, we gotta complete the, the truckers now. Yeah. Yay! Okay, like... Your case, my case, same case. Same case! Yes, it worked out! Okay, great. Uh, 
not not loving that they just walk back all of the alien stuff. Like, no, it's not aliens. That would be silly. You're it's, dumb. It's, <laughs> it's inbred, in cast off, incestuous uh, children. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Of course the girls aren't catching truckers out on the streets every night. They're like, we've been out here for all 10 nights. And every trucker that sees us go, no, I know who you are, and keeps driving. There can't be that many truckers. Yeah, right. Creepy Dr. Jr. calls Fetty, reveals that he has been holding the dead body for her. And then, like, there's a really weird shot where he just, like, suddenly raises a a, a mug of hot cocoa with whipped cream at the top end of frame and takes a sip <laughs> off of it. I really like him. I also have this theory that, uh, not Veronica, Betty and Dr. Dr. Jr. are going to end up together in the end. I have a theory that this actor is probably really fun. Oh, I'm sure. I think he's really fun. They, they could not wait to get rid of the original creepy doctor. <laughs> I don't remember him at all. He looked like this guy, but older. I truly don't remember him. Tabitha tells Jughead and Betty about the plot point from the first episode of this storyline. She's like, hey, did you guys hear about this girl Squeaky? Uh, yeah. Like months ago. I should have told you about her immediately. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Uh, but like we, on the board, on the whiteboard today in the production offices, it says we actually solved the mystery now. So you have to go back and get real clues instead of wasting our time on the highway every night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've decided the way to do this is to put Jughead into Betty's plot. Jughead, Love you're it. good, right? Jughead's like, yeah, my plot line's over. I'm not a writer anymore. Right. Yeah, is he okay? <laughs> yeah. At, at no point did Jughead ever consider about writing about mysteries. Yeah. Isn't it weird he wrote a YA book and not a mystery novel? He's like, I know exactly what to write about now that I'm back in my hometown where I saw both these murders. Aliens. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. Jughead catches up on Betty's story. Like, oh, so you caught this guy and then he bit us off his own tongue. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Seems normal for Betty. <laughs> Betty con- convinces him it's a family of truckers. She just manifests it to be real and it's real. And it is. It's her family of they're, truckers. They're murdering sex, sex workers and hitchhikers. And Jughead asks about Lerman Logan Literally forgot he existed. <laughs> He's, Who's yeah. that? The little boy who got kidnapped. Oh my god, there was a little boy. And it was never clear that he was kidnapped, but okay. Yeah, I thought he just sleepwalked. Yeah, me too. It was weird. Well, let's see if the actor is available to come back in for a day so he can talk to us one he, more time. He was, or it's a different actor, I don't know. It is the same boy. Okay. <laughs> Creepy Dr. Jr. shows Betty and Jackhead a new body chopped into pieces. TVK? Spolly? Squeaky, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, it's gonna we're gonna test some blood. Yeah, he they gave her a COVID test. Betty Betty checks in with Alice and tells her about everything going on. She tells her mom, "Hey, don't don't say this all on TV." And Alice is like, "Of course I will." <laughs> so then later at the diner, they turn on the TV, and Alice is on TV crying about uh, all of this. It's actually it's like, sad. can I just find my daughter? Oh my god, it's this storyline has been going on so long, and all they've asked me to do is cry and sit in the corner of my house. Oh, man. I loved how last week... Can I get some meat on this roll? Jughead came over and was like, saw her in like dire straits. And he's like, nah, not gonna engage. (laughs) Hey, Jughead, do you want to like give me some scene work or anything? Jughead's like, ah, is your daughter around? Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, I used to live here. That's crazy. Bye. Yeah, I think that they forget that they were like very... And then he just just goes like across next door where he sleeps in the garage, like awkwardly looking back at the window where she's like staring at him with her hand against the glass. (laughs) So sad. Such a sad thing for Alice. Lerman's deal memo came in. So he arrives <laughs> on set to now tell them everything with no issues. The writers were like, we, we have some new pages that actually explain what happened to you. Awesome. <clears throat> he was in a shed 
But like one of those sheds that looks like a spaceship. You know the kind. Right, right of course. Right, right. Instantly think mm-hmm. of that whenever yeah. I'm in a metal shed. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn, it's another space shed. Yeah, <laughs> space sheds. He heard voices, to which Betty goes, a family? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not that good at recognizing voices. Also, like, maybe they're related. <laughs> I don't know. It said the Mothman helped him escape. Some weird guy with misshapen red eyes, apparently. Which ends up just being a guy with paint on his face. No, I thought it was a birthmark or one of those wine stains. Oh, man, it right. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Fuck, wow. I'm sorry. I really thought it was just paint. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it's, that. It's great because it's like they don't, this guy doesn't have a name or a lie, but they're like, look how human he is. He has a disability. Yeah, that's a little weird. Okay. Not a disability, sorry. That's, but like he, he has an imperfection. Yeah, he's that, yeah, I don't know what, I guess a birthmark. He has yeah, a birthmark. Yeah. I thought it was paint. I thought that it was like a but like, thing. And that's why we know he's good. Because right. he's, he has this thing. It is a little weird. And he looks a little bit sad. He definitely looks sad. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Apparently, Lerman is not what they like to kidnap most of the time. You can imagine the voices going, You bought me a young boy? I only like to murder young women. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> kind of fucked, yeah. And if he told anyone what happened, they'd come back for him. So that's, that's the reason why he wouldn't say anything all those episodes ago. Sure, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah, it checks out. It works for me. Did... <laughs> anyway, the dead body is squeaky. But also... Betty is related to the dead trucker. That actually, that was interesting to me. I like that. You liked that? Yeah, I thought Listen, that was cool. Betty, I, don't worry. All the problems of this town always come back to your bloodline. Yeah, I like Eugenics that. are real, and you have <laughs> evil blood. Well, to be fair, there's no... Yeah, they are no secret, cast-off, blossom family members. Also, the morgue was broken into and both bodies were stolen, to which I ask, wait... Doc, you don't have any security, security measures, nothing. a lock, yeah. a camera. I don't have those things. A I make hot chocolate. Location. I drink hot chocolate. All my money goes into my hot buy, chocolate. Buy the bodies. <laughs> it's not a very, it's not a very secure. You, what, you, what kind of operation do you think we got out here? This is Riverdale. Yeah, it's fair, very fair. So they go back to Nana. And they tell her, Nana, we are not fucking around here. You tell us the truth this time. Nana right. is so bad. Such a bad yeah. person. Nana Nana is telling them, I'm just a little old lady. You can trust me. My daughter's evil. That's a very good No, impression. we watched the flashback episodes. We know what you are. She's such a bad person. Yeah. So Nana, Nana admits, oh, that Mothman body she gave you? That wasn't an alien. What's her disgusting, misshapen nephew? That's so sad. How old was that kid when he died? Mm. So uh, her husband slipped around with everybody and all of the illegitimate offspring. Uh. She shipped off to a weird family that lives in the woods, where then they bred within themselves for like one or two generations. Is this offensive? I've been trying I to... I feel like it it's not kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like not great. It's kind of like, you know, Midsummer. Like, they kind of had a similar thing with Midsummer. Like, um, you saw Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember when they had like the inbred creature who became like the... What's the... Yeah, he like killed the black guy, right? Yeah. He, he killed, killed Chidi. Yeah. He, um, yeah. He was gross. Well, yeah, but like it's sort of like a little like anti 
Yeah, I don't feel like it's like anti-disabled people because this isn't really what that is. But, but it is villainizing. It's kind someone of, who is not their fault for being what they are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's. It this is, is very similar. Yeah. Like they're bad because they're illegitimate and inbred. Right, and that's not their fault, and it feels a little bit icky, and I don't know if it is, but. Well, does it make you feel better that they don't give them faces in this episode? They just wear these goggles. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Also, the trucker. Yeah, it's guy pretty was... crazy that they that they get the red eyes from Mystery Men to play. Uh, <laughs> right, right. really crazy. But the trucker guy was like, you would never have been like, what an inbred guy that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe they just. It, it's just a little weird. It seems like they are implying though that it's the bof- it's the blossom blood that is the culprit, right? Yes, the, they are implying that blood decides what kind of person you are. Right, but it's it's I guess it's less so about the inbreeding and more about the fact that the blossoms are the origin and the blossoms are bad. Yes. Yeah. And these are like even grosser blossoms is the intention. Though. Right. I don't love it. It's fine. No, you should not love it. I don't love it. I do like. I like how the pieces fit together ultimately, but I don't love it. I don't love it. We'll see. I I don't know. It's all just so fucking convenient. It's like <laughs> she's like literally connecting all the dots they absolutely need. They they lied about aliens so people would leave them alone in the woods. What if make you more susceptible to like crazy people who are curious about aliens and Jughead's like well no they can't be this family because you said they live in the woods but the mothmen lived in the mines and the people oh. are murdering by the highways and she's like well yeah but maybe they just moved from one to the exactly. other exactly he's convenient. like god damn it you're so smart that drink that ties this whole thing together it they does. moved locations they did move locations that still is weird my family lives in the mines oh no we I grew up in the woods but then we like lived in the mines for a little while, and then we decided, what if we just lived in a house by the road? Right, and that was way easier for everybody. <laughs> what if we got, what if we moved into a house, but the house is by a road, by like a yeah, like a lonely highway? And who who lives near the highway? Who told them about the mo- Mothman? Motherfucking John was right, Dreyfus. Yes, yes, John was right. First instinct. Oh, Killed who's this me. guy? Killed me a little bit. I mean, it makes sense. I don't want this to be the, true, though. When they get they get that actor back, and he he really kills it as evil Santa Claus in this he episode. He does. That's so funny. I also thought evil Santa Claus. <laughs> that was my reaction too. I was like, this guy looks like an evil Santa Claus. <laughs> That's so weird that you said that. And and this is compounded with uh, Tony and Fang just telling Betty and Jughead that Britta ran away. Right. Britta ran away, and this can only mean one thing: she's in danger on the lonely highway, and we need to go fight an old man who lives in a junkyard. <laughs> of course, inevitable. Conclusion. Ironically, they end up being correct. Yeah, they are. But it isn't like they know that she got kidnapped by this family. Just like she's missing. There's only one thing that could have yeah. happened. Yeah. And she—they're right. So Betty and her team break into Dreyfus's junkyard, and Jackhead goes to talk to the man inside. And go straight for the straight for the kill. Hey, aren't the Mothman your family? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just asks. You know, you don't have to have a conversation with people if you know the information. Like, <laughs> right. You could just kind of be like, "You're bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently, Dreyfus uh, gets a regular Thursday night order of pork chops at Pops, and that's when he overheard them saying, "Oh, we have this crazy alien body in the back," and that's how he knew to kidnap to steal that body away earlier in the season. Did that? 
Did he show up at the Pops? No, no, we okay. definitely didn't see him there. Cool. I don't think this. I don't think they introduced this character knowing he would be the killer. Yeah. But then they heard me say it, and they were like, "Shit, that's pretty good." Right, right. We also, we've no other people. Right. It's definitely not Eric. Right. So. Right. No, we couldn't give it to Caitlin. Yeah. They would. No. They could never. They would never. They never have. They never have. The inbred family murders women on the highway because. They like killing people. But they also want to rob them initially, which I thought was a weird motivation. Right. Why did you murder them? Survival. What? Yeah. What does that mean? For a second, I thought they were going to go in the way that you were talking about. Where they eat them? No, where they they impregnate them. Oh, well, that's... So it's actually funny because when I was watching this, I was like, no, I really, really, really hope that's not what they're doing. Right. I I didn't want that to be the case, but I was like, that would make sense. So spoilers, guys, for Baraska... I think that's how you pronounce it. You mentioned it in an earlier yeah, episode. Yeah, I just you, nev- you spoiled it in an earlier episode. I did. Episode. Well, spoilers alert: if you don't, if you missed it, you're gonna hear it again. That is essentially what happens in that podcast where they think it's like a monstrous thing or whatever. But what it ends up being is they kidnap women, impregnate them, and then sell off their babies and then kill them. By- right. So, but in this case, they would keep the babies and raise them to uh, murder and impregnate more women. Yeah. So this is a very... Because there's no women in this family. You notice that, right? Yeah. So, like, how are they making more of them? Yeah. Uh, icky. Gross. I, I gross. am very happy that they stayed as far away from, like, sexual assaults as possible. Sure. Especially when Britta's involved. Yeah. It's like, I did not want, like, any of that to even be, Fair. like, a thing. Yeah. Much better they just chop people into bitty bits. Yeah. I mean, none of it is good... It's all awful, but I am happy that we didn't have to have that extra layer of of bad. Mm-hmm. Tony finds Berta in the shed, and then Fang steps into that bear trap we mentioned. But it's fine. He's fine. he's, he's going to be fine. Guys in Mothman armor that looks like the art pieces start moving around. I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah. But there's just cool. two guys, so like, how dangerous are they really? Right. One of them, uh, Fangs threatens off with a shotgun. He like comes up and Fangs like, I'll shoot you. And he's like, okay, bye. Yeah. And fair. I, and I wonder why we're not paying for shotgun blasts now. This is where we're holding the line show. Yeah, this is where it is. You could kill him. What, the, what do we care? Tabitha tases another. Uh, Tony saves Betty from being choked out by a third. I guess there's three of them. Yeah. Or it's that shotgun guy again. There's a number. She hits him with a, with a, with a nine iron, with a, with a golf club. And it uh, turns out there's one nice brother with a birthmark across his face. And they knock Dreyfus out before he can bite his tongue off. Huh. Ah. That was like kind of a fun action scene. Yeah, I liked it. I kind of wish we'd... Again, I... Okay. The mining thing could have been one episode. This could have been the whole episode. Yeah. I think that you could have done a more expansive version of the breaking into the art junkyard with all of our cast members totally yeah i would have loved to get the trauma boys in on this because you know they're your most effective military unit and you're going into a place full of murders also it doesn't seem like literally anyone like Plus, archie would have liked yeah. to know that his daughter britta is in danger <laughs> right right <laughs> right i just thought it was weird that like archie like betty didn't seem to know anything about archie being stuck in a mine and archie had no idea that betty was like maybe being murdered well yeah he was in a mine at the time well i guess it's fair yes archie he was busy excuse. but it is weird that no one tells betty or jughead that archie no. is trapped in a mine 
Veronica uh, definitely ices them out of information a lot of the she time. She does, yeah. She'll be like, I'm so sorry, I forgot to let you know. And so Betty's sad. like, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. You've you, noticed that, right? Yeah. We don't talk. We haven't in seven years. It's a little sad that we haven't gotten like a good Betty-Veronica scene. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It makes me upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the girls are friends in real life, so it's a little weird. Do you think they are ever saying this? What, like, I why? just feel like these actors are at the point where they can go to the writers and be like, hi, we would like scenes together. The only thing I can think of is that maybe they have very different schedules because of other projects and they it's easier for the show to be like, we need to keep your scenes, you know, open. But what other projects? I mean, I'm sure both of them are working on other things. But I, you don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I know Jughead is working on a movie. Well, uh, Betty asks Dreyfus to tell her where Polly is. And oh. he says she's in the junkyard. This would be so sad. They go to the smelliest trunk in the junkyard and cry at what is presumably Polly's body. Imagine if it wasn't, and then (laughs) she comes back and it's like she's fine. Right, they're crying over this over this junkyard, and then she kind of walks up behind them, be like, "Hey guys!" Oh my god! Oh my god! You found my my trunk full of lean beef. (laughs) That was so sad, though. Like that was a that was a pretty effective scene. I really thought Polly was because Alice is Alice is really selling it. Yeah, I think Lily is also really selling it. Yeah. But no, it's, it's good. It's just like, you know, how many episodes ago did you assume she was dead? Because I feel like I've been operating under the impression that she's dead for a while. See, I, I've always been operating under the impression that she's alive because I'm like, no body, no crime. <laughs> you know, like... I think a lot about The Walking Dead's second season. Mm, you didn't, you didn't no. have seen it. But they lose this little girl from their crew, from their, from their um, I wouldn't call it a crew, but like survivors, yeah. the group that they're in... Loses a little girl in this early in the season, so they set up base at this farm and just start searching the area for this little girl, Sophia. And you, they spent like ten episodes with like Norman Reedus going out in the woods, going Sophia, and everyone searching for Sophia. And then at the mid-season finale, they reveal Sophia was a zombie inside the barn the entire time Wait, that they wow. were looking. And like, it's not like a gut punch or anything. That's just like, wow, we wasted a lot of time looking for this girl who was in the barn all. How is she in the barn? Oh, the guy who owns the farm is like, maybe we can save them and like keep some zombies around. That's sad. Yeah. But it's also like, wow, this was, we could have learned this five episodes ago. That's sad though, yeah. And a lot of my thoughts on the, on the Veronica, uh, or yeah, on the Veronica Archie stuff and the Betty Jughead stuff is like, we could have done this a while ago. Yeah. We could have done the mid-season finale with the Dreyfus stuff and like really moved on from there to TBK for this back half of the season and I would have been really satisfied with that. It makes me think the next episode or I guess it's going to be a musical episode and it's going to be the next one it's going to set up TBK. I'm worried we're about to very suddenly reveal that the trash bag killer is another secret secret relative of Ben's. (laughs) But on the Cooper side. Right. This is Alice's family. Turns out Justin's fucked up. Yeah, but they're gonna like be like, oh, this, this one's uh, surprise. The TBK is a girl and pulls on the mask and it's also wow. Lily. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> like I'm your idea. I'm your identical twin who's actually your weird and red cousin. Oh yeah, that's how genetics works. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Huh. But anyway, fun episode. I liked it. I'm so. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm glad we accomplished stuff. Let me just say, just in case I was being too flip before, I'm very sad about Polly. Like, for that. Like, that's a horrible thing. Women do disappear and are killed, and that's horrible. Yeah, it's bad in real life. I'm not I'm not as... It, it is bad in real life. I'm not going to miss Polly, because most right. of the time, Polly isn't in the show anyway. 
You know what I do think is kind of a weird, funny thing is that Chad and Holly were both, you know, confirmed dead, at least in this episode. And both of them played a couple on Dirty John season two, the Betty Broderick story. Oh, were they both a couple they on season two of Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story? You guys should watch it. You've just never mentioned Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story. I loved it. You know what I'm thinking about right now? What? Uh, Scream, the TV series. I love Season that two. show. You remember, you remember how Zoe died? Yeah. Oh, man, I really thought Zoe I feel was like Zoe was a better swing at exactly this that we did with Polly. Yeah. And they did it, like, they did it in a different way because they set her up to be incredibly suspicious for the entire series. They did. And then set her up as someone to save or were like, I don't know, still don't trust her. Yeah. And then revealed she was dead at the end. And it was like this really painful gut punch of like, oh, wow, they really messed with the heroes in this one. Yeah. And we didn't believe her. And I- ah, what was that? My phone fell out of my pocket. Oh, God, that was so scary. We're talking about dead bodies and their phone fell. Yeah. Guys, Scream season two is great. It is. Yeah. And I wish... I had felt like there was more of a chance that Polly were alive because I never once thought she was going to be alive when they found her. You know what I think is really weird though, or like sad? Polly calls Alice and tells her that she was in a spaceship earlier in this season. Because she cancelled the difference between sheds and spaceships. Right, right. Apparently that's a very That's really on her. (laughs) Alice is like it sounded like she was in a spaceship, so I guess that's on Alice, but the thing that's crazy is like she was alive. Like how long was she held there? How like, would Alice know what it sounds like to call from a spaceship? Yeah, I have no idea. How it sounds just like a spaceship. Alice, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I they clearly were trying to set up the Mothman thing, right? But it is weird. But it's sad because that means she was alive for like quite a while. So do we think she was actually killed in that phone booth? Like remember when that phone booth was like all bloody and stuff for yeah, no reason? And sure, maybe it doesn't matter. I guess not. It's just sad. But uh, I guess my my worries about, or no, my question about whether this matters for uh, Betty or not are more answered on the whether this matters for Alice, which I didn't really think about. Yeah. And I said I didn't care if she's alive or dead because uh, this show is breaking Alice slowly, oh. a kid at a time. Yeah. And just... the fact that her only kid left is like Betty, I wouldn't even. I would be very worried about that too. Charles is alive, though, right? He's just in jail. Yeah, he's alive. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a complicated situation, but he's alive. Chick's alive, Chick's alive too, right? Yeah, and they're both alive. And they're married. Yeah. Cute. I think they should just be accepted. Like, I, I think that should be just their acceptance. Well, I mean, I would love them to be, like, released into Betty's custody to help yeah. solve the crime or something. I think they're, I think they're good family yeah, like, members. That was, that was the most fun I've ever had with either of those characters. They were great. I loved them a lot. We should uh, give out some awards. Yes, we should. Uh, who is your citizen of the week? Archie. Um, I'm gonna give it to Tony. Oh yeah, she was good. You're right. She was. She helped. A, she helped a child in need. Yeah. Coming out to her parents, rallied the forces to save her life when she assumed that she was kidnapped by an old man in the woods. Thank God she was right. Yeah. <laughs> and then cared for her uh, uh, co-parents. But <laughs> messed up yes. ankle. Yes. When they got home. Okay. Messed up, but ultimately okay. Who uh, who aged like fine wine? Ugh. I thought Penelope looked pretty radiant. Okay. I thought Veronica had some fantastic outfits for someone. She, yeah. Uh, so mired in darkness for an episode. She, she needs help. <laughs> She's getting not, not very relatable. Mm-mm. She's not okay. No. 
And we've kind of just been dipping into some rumor mill just now. Yeah. I think it's going to be TBK next. I think so, too. I think we're going to reveal that one of them is secretly the trash bag killer. Oh, so cool. And, what if it's Eric? And he's like, I'm back in town. That's why I chopped up Squeaky. Yeah, I didn't think it was weird because that's not the motivation for... Or not the motivation, the mean... The, what is it? Mode? However, the, the family of Blossoms killed women, it seems like the trash bag killer has a different... Modus operandi. Yes, that. Yeah. Mo, yeah, if yeah, you will, yeah, 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 yeah. And then for the Archie side of things, I don't know. Um, I really hope that we're heading towards some dark Veronica stuff that will like make him not want to stay with her, and she, and then she'll still be like, "I gave up everything for you." Yeah. Oh, sad. Well, what are you watching? I checked out a pilot this morning that I haven't really made up my mind on. It's an Maybe ordinary joke. It is ordinary joke. Yes, Joe. I love ordinary jokes. It's so, about a man whose first name is ordinary and last name is Joe. Obviously. Yeah. What else would uh, it be? Uh, and he has, uh, <laughs> on the day of his graduation from college, when he's 30 years old, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> they have this great shot of him at a literal crossroads between going to lunch with his family, going to the beach with his friend who he sleeps with sometimes, and going to talk to this new girl. And no matter which choice he meets, those are the only people he knows <laughs> 10 years down the line. I loved the pilot script. I thought it was really fun. I haven't seen the actual pilot yet. Yeah, I was pretty into it. They, they, there were some fun moments where you're like, wow, he like affects the whole timeline. Where, the, where it like hails in all three timelines. You're like, oh, cool, the weather's the same. Right. Global warming no matter what. No matter but, what. But like, he like saves the senator in the timeline where he's a cop where everything is blue. Uh, <laughs> uh, and in the green timeline where, he's a, where he like works in the hospital, he saves his life at, at a med- on a medical level. And then in the red timeline where he's a rock star, he's just friends with this guy. Is he, is he able, are you able as a viewer? Because when I was reading it, it was very easy to kind of like, yeah. you know, whatever. Was it easy to differentiate the timelines? Uh, I'm already experienced in this because I watched that show Awake. Do you remember oh, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was like, it was like two timelines. But they really go, uh, they use set decoration and color grading to tell them apart. So like in the timeline where he chooses to go out with the with the new girl and he becomes a rock star, everything is red. Like stage design, uh, the restaurants are red, the house is red, he wears red. So for anyone like, hey, have you considered a different color? Right, right. Uh, in the timeline where he chooses uh, his to to go to the beach with his with his friend who's a girl and they have a kid together, uh, everything is green. Okay. Uh, he works in the hospital, the lighting is green. The, the same restaurant, everything is green. The same reunion party, everything is green. And then the, his cop timeline, everything is blue. Isn't it weird, though, that like somebody was like, because you became a cop, I'm going to decorate our Well, that is weird, right? Because the reunion decorations are different for yeah. each timeline. Yeah. You kind of have to let that go a little bit. What just, if he was on like the board every time? I just feel like if I were a crew member on that show... I'd be going a little bit insane and be like, all right, which which timeline are we shooting yeah. today? Or would it be, and, and like for set deck, it's like, all right, we got to take out all the red things. We got to get three of everything. Yeah. But for, from really, this is the first time I'm watching a show and from a production standpoint, I'm like, how is this guy doing this much work? Oh, yeah. He is in every scene playing it three different ways. And I haven't made up my mind about the show yet because I... I there's there you know he is the same in all three timelines his personality his drives his goals his lived in experience doesn't seem to have made him a better person a worse person or anything in between right and that's something i was really interested to see if it would happen but it's more like 
at least in the pilot, it's all like information wise. This is what his life would have been. Yeah, I could see that. I I think three timelines is kind of hard because I feel like when you have two timelines, oh, okay, cool. It's like this is contrasted to this. Yeah. In this one, he went to Wall Street and made a bunch of money as he man of Wall Street. And in this timeline, you know, he became a teacher and right. he's actually helping people, but now he's struggling with money. What's going to happen? Blah, Which blah, is blah. funny because this is the stuff we were talking about with Archie, where it's like if he'd picked music yes. versus versus football versus the other, versus love. It actually would have been a great, that would be a great episode if you do Ordinary Joe, but Archie. Well, yeah, I, it's, it's, the struggle is how do you make this an entire season? Right. Kind of like... I mean, when I watched the first episode of Young Rock, I thought the same thing. Like, three timelines. Ooh, that's going to be... I do not know what that is. Young Rock is a show on, I think, NBC, where it's The Rock in the future is running for president, and he's doing an what? interview series with Randall Park, who plays himself, but he's not. He's, an, he's a reporter, not an actor anymore, telling about his life story, and they do flashbacks to The Rock as a small child, The Rock as, like, a high schooler, The Rock in college. When did this come out? Last year. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> There's been a whole show like this for a whole year, and this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Yeah. That's absolutely fucking crazy. <laughs> I will be watching that. That will be next week's. Yeah, that'll be What early. are you watching? Young Rock. Have you guys heard <laughs> of this show? What am I watching, though? That's a good question. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. What am I watching? What? Oh, I finished Nine Perfect Strangers. Did it come together really well? No. Oh. It didn't. I saw some reviews that were like, I don't know, man, this thing's getting rickety. Yeah, I really liked the journey, so I'm happy that I watched it. Um, I just think... I, so, basically, the premise is nine people come to a wellness retreat. They all have issues. Right, to meet Nicole Kidman. To meet Nicole Kidman, which is basically what happens. They all have issues separately and... I mean, I'll just spoil this. And they're not perfect strangers. They're, some of them are perfect strangers. Some of them are family members. So it's right, a little... Right, But how much do yeah. you know your family? We, yeah, we, we talked about that. Of course, that. the button, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so, but in the end, it ends up being that the whole point of it was that Nicole Kidman wanted to see her, spoiler alert again, wanted to see her dead daughter who died in like a car accident, basically. And so she gave... She's trying to like experiment with psychedelics and stuff so she can like kind of see the dead... And it's like, okay, it's like that happens and it's like, it's it's really a show about the characters and how they change. Right. But it kind of, the message at the end is... Wait, are you telling me the real perfect strangers were the friends we made along the way? Literally, yes. Basically, they say that. The thing that's funny though is that like, at the end, the message is, actually drugs can be good sometimes. And I'm like, okay. But like, I feel like we could have gone deeper with that. Like maybe like... Maybe instead of it being like, you actually should use these psychedelics to overcome your grief and trauma, it could be more like the way to remember, you know, maybe it's like moving on is more about, you know, understanding that we all experience grief and that it's part of life. It's that it's like, if you happen to see your dead son or dead daughter, that is one way for you to kind of just overcome your grief really quickly and effectively. Well, that's what Shadow's been trying to do this whole right, time. Right, exactly. Honestly, it is kind of similar, yeah. yeah. It is. But I liked it. I think that, like, it's a fun show. Like, I don't take it too seriously. It, it You know, there were some things that were thought-provoking. It's a little silly, but it was fun, and I liked it. So Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. John, where can they find you? Well, you, 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 
that's all folks now that's uh, all that's it that's you it. can find me sometimes on my blog the blog is called The Catcher in the Rye and the rye is spelled W-R-Y, W-R-Y. good pun good pun good pun sorry I don't know why I said it that way <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets R-E-I-L-O-Y Tweets and you can find us on Instagram at the Re- blah, 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 blah. see it's going it around it's going around it's getting into everyone the Riverdale Register podcast um, yeah good good Instagram yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we, we post on there sometimes. I'm always checking the messages, so if you do want to get in touch, I'll probably respond to you. Right, right. And if you want to defend Eric's honor, that is where you can find her Yeah. to do so. Thank you so much. And remind her that John is right and she owes me $5. Yeah, I don't know. If it's Should we start doing bets on these kinds oh, of things? Oh, man, I don't like losing money. <laughs> don't we don't have to bet money, but we could like we bet other stuff invo- involved with the podcast. Like... Like my house? No. <laughs> no. What? I don't know. I'm not putting my house on the line. Are you yeah, kidding yeah, me? yeah. You have a pool. Yeah. We'll think about it. We'll come back to you guys with that. Anyway, over and out, River Vixens.